0: Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is February 26, 2022, the fourth Saturday of February. Pastor Reverend Dr. Milton Black, welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, make it away even when we don't see it our serving team today is brother bob pierce our zoom moderator sister helena thompson our minister of music sister sharon taylor will offer the altar prayer today pastor millicent black will deliver the preach word and offer final remarks and the benediction Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship. We ask all of you on this call to pray in your daily prayers for Refuge from the Storm Church members, the worldwide church, our families and friends, TIs around the world, and advocacy and activist groups. Pray for the loved ones of those who have died from targeting and from the coronavirus. Pray for the overtaxed medical professionals during this time of the still dire need. And please pray for Ukraine. Pray for an end to all attacks. Pray for the people of Russia who are suffering under the dictatorial regime. Pray for all government officials and pray that they be moved by the Holy Spirit in this country and around the world to discern the will of God and to do it and not do their will. Pray for all victims around the world of the climate crisis and please continue to pray for all refugees, particularly for the Haitians who are suffering from multiple abuses in their country and abuses when they arrive in the United States. Thank you for your attention. Now I will sing the praise, the opening praise and worship song. After that, I will lead you through the rest of the service. Please mute your phone if there is any background noise where you are by pressing star six. Be blessed.
1: Amen. Man, hallelujah. I'm free. Now, you know, you may not feel like that right now, Perfectly, by the end of the message, you'll realize that freedom, just like joy, doesn't depend on your circumstance. It depends on your position. And when we're positioned in Christ, which is what the, the pastor just finished singing about. He said, I'm born again, water baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. That determines whether or not you should be able to feel free. Because when we're locked up on the outside, even if it's but by frequencies, the Spirit of the Living God who Jesus deposited on the inside of us is still free. He's still going and coming as he pleased. He's still checking on in with the Father and coming down to tell you what the Father says. So even though we may not be as free on the outside, we'll learn by the end of the message that we can still be free on the inside good evening and good afternoon i say good afternoon because it's only 5 30 in the central time and and it's actually 3 30 in in pacific time and 6:30 eastern time and so all over the world mountain time is just an hour difference but all over this nation depending on where you're sitting see what i'm saying depending on where you're sitting there's a difference in the time i give honor to the holy trinity god the father God the son and god the holy spirit i also thank god for another opportunity to share this day and this service with you now i never want to miss an opportunity to acknowledge and to say thank you to the ministry team and so for those of you who play the many roles that you take many of them taking on multiple assignments to help the ministries of this church to run smoothly. I appreciate each of you for all that you do. Now to God be the glory that through, though we live all across the East United States, from California to Maryland and Washington State to Delaware to Tennessee and Ohio, Texas to Georgia and even into Canada, Yet God allows us to offer you services each week through Zoom and a conference call. And for that, we are grateful. Our scriptures today will be coming from two places, both written by the Apostle Paul, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, and Romans chapter 6, verse 18. And they read, as thus Galatians 5, 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Romans 6, 18, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. And I have in parentheses here, the quality of being morally right and justifiable. Let us pray. Great and mighty God, we come to you today, Lord, with thankful hearts. Father, we humble ourselves to say thank you, God, for all of the ways that you have shown yourself strong on our behalf, God, all of the time, O God, that you have spent sending us your love and caring for us, O God, in ways in which we could not even see. We thank you, O God, for all of the sovereign power you have shown over our lives, O God, as you have kept us in the straight and the narrow path. As you, O God, has made sure that we were doing, God, what we needed to, Father God, seeing what we needed to see, Father. And many times, O God, we would have missed something had it not been for your grace and your mercy and your precious. Holy Spirit. Now, Father, as we endeavor to go into the word now, I pray, Lord, that you by your spirit would saturate our hearts with your word. Saturate our lives with your anointing, O God. And then, Father, I pray that you would guide our footsteps to run and tell the world. That even when we are locked up in a cage, I am free by the spirit of the living God who lives in me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Now, you all may not believe that. But every time I go out of the house and every time I am forced to sit in a room full of people. Every time I am asked to stand before people and do something, say something, I am proving the freedom that God has given to me through Jesus Christ. I don't take it lightly. I don't, I'm i not arrogant. I don't care to be haughty or self-righteous. I truly am not any of those. But I'm telling you, when we are And and God arranges this. Understand that. God arranges that we have to find ourselves in some uncomfortable places, places where we would rather not be. But we have to depend on him to stay in that place until he says, okay. Because we are proving our freedom. And so the next time it's time to go out and do something, say something, be someplace, stand in a crowd of people, it's not so bad. Because God is training us that I can be free, though I could be locked up, and everybody around me could be outside the cage. As long as I've got the spirit of the living God inside of me, I'm free. So the title of our lesson, of our lesson, y'all. Now that was that was a Freudian slip. But this is gonna really be possibly, probably, a little longer than usual a message but it's i believe it's important for us to hear so the title of the message today is the blessing of freedom the blessing of freedom we continue on the quest of expressing the magnitude of being blessed when you are enclosed by the father's love see there's a there's a reason we're blessed It's because of the father's love. I believe that I started this series on blessings in late January by sharing first the blessing of the garden. Then in honor of the remembrance of Jesus' death at Calvary, on the first Saturday, the message was the blessing of communion. The next week we talked about Jacob and Jabez, and they both cried, bless me. Today, we will visit the subject of freedom from a physical perspective. We're going to revisit the poem that was written by Miss Maya Angelou about the caged bird, and be reminded that even in a cage, because of our spiritual position, we can still open our mouths and sing freedom. Events that point to the loss of freedom on many fronts, are currently facing people and Christians all over the world. There are the rumors of war in the Ukraine, the beloved home of our own sister, Helena, COVID-19 brought with it the loss of significant freedom. Quarantines traveling was reduced. Many vacations were canceled as people opted to have what we now call a staycation. Meaning to stay at home and vacate. The arrival of intense fear still grips the people of this nation as we avoid people who aren't wearing a mask. The wearing of a mask has kept people out of restaurants, grocery stores, sports events, except the Super Bowl, you noticed. The wearing of a mask has prevented even the well intended from comforting the grieving visiting the hospital, and even seeing your own personal doctor. We're talking about the blessing of freedom. Though the last administration is credited with the most recent decline in democratic freedom in America, There remains almost invisibility of the activities of the United States Inspector General. In fact, we hardly know his name. There is the lack of protection for whistleblowers and attempts to control and manipulate COVID-19 data while punishing those who break the silence to advise the public. We still remember the words to the songs that we sang as elementary school children, my country tears of Thee, sweet land of liberty of thee i sing however according to a world report on freedom this sweet land is fast becoming the land of the caged those confined by the loss of those whose of the very liberties of which we sang over 50 years ago I say that because in that same report uh, publication, the freedom in the world that was released in 2021, the United States and India lost significant ground. The United States actually failed three more points, making a total of 11 points over the last 10 years in democratic liberties. That means we are well on our way to becoming a communist country. Of the many freedoms that are supposed to belong to us as humans in God's world, most if not all of them are currently being violated by those who are in control of this nation. Physical freedom. That's the ability to move around and control our own bodies. Psychological freedom, that's the freedom to love, work and make choices. Spiritual freedom, liberation from sins, inner demons and destructive desires. I was told by a medical doctor who had gotten her doctor uh, doctoral degree while a member of the military and she was telling me how they were chose, they were instructed to choose sides. She said she chose to be a Luciferian. There were some who chose to be demons and some who chose to be angels and some who chose to be Satanists. This is just an example of what it means to have spiritual freedom. I think I, I know I would still choose to be a Christian. And then there are political freedoms, the freedom to exercise human rights. On this last weekend of what is naturally recognized as black history month. I thought to bring back the idea of the caged bird that started as a poem, but was later published as a narrative that was written by Miss Maya Angelou. The poem does not replace the scripture we're going to talk about today, but is being used as an example of the very word of God that we hold to so tightly. We will explore the actions of a free bird versus a caged bird or a caged Christian, if you will. This story has become important to me because of the theme of freedom that is represented within its lines. Now, when speaking truth led to the death of her perpetrator, Miss Maya Angelou wrote that she became silent as she blamed herself for the man's punishment. She had no one to help her understand that nothing that had happened to her was her fault. Without that guidance, young Maya found herself in a cage of her own making. It was reading poetry that brought her out of her years of silent retreat. I found in my research that the title of Miss Angelo's book actually was borrowed from one of the stanzas of a poem written by Paul Lawrence Dunbar, who was the son of escaped slaves and he lived in the late 19th century. I read more about Mr. Dunbar's life on yesterday and found that he had been helped to get employment in a library as he became a young man. And he actually wrote this poem as a way to express his gross displeasure of the job that he had. I'll read to you the third stanza. It says, I know why the caged bird sings, ah, me. When his wing is bruised and his bosom sore, when he beats his bars and he would be free, it is not a carol of joy or glee, but a prayer that he sends from his heart's deep core, but a plea that upward, to what heaven he flings. I know why the caged bird sings. Now, can you see the spiritual direction of Dunbar's poem? Obviously, the slaves knew that even though their cage was without bars, the arrival of the Spirit of the Lord meant that they could cry, Oh, freedom, even when there was no outward freedom in sight. Mr. Dunbar shows how a prayer sent to heaven can cause a caged bird to sing. For God's reply to the plea of a slave through prayer was an inward freedom that allowed them to sing songs like go down Moses. And the word says, tell old Pharaoh to let my people go. They sang swing low sweet chariot and old oh, freedom in which the author of this song knew where freedom really was as he sang oh freedom oh freedom oh freedom over me and before i'd be a slave i'd be buried in my grave and go home to my lord and be free now he was talking about the outward slave but the inward slave finds themselves in trapped by sin. Either way, we don't want to live in that kind of slavery. In her poem, Caged Bird, Miss Maya Angelou shows contrast between the caged bird and the free bird. In our pericope, the apostle Paul writes words of encouragement to two groups of Christians during the spread of the good news during first century Christendom. Paul speaks of freedom from sin that gives us a right to become a slave to righteousness. And that is only offered by Jesus Christ. Though the Bible offers physical lessons and examples of freedom from sin, righteousness is really about the spiritual state of the man or the woman in God through Jesus Christ. Wikipedia clarifies the thought by saying that a person is righteous. That is, he is in a right relationship with God when he simply receives the inputted obedience of Christ and the forgiveness of sins through faith. A human person is not righteous in God's eyes because of his commitment, his good works or his piety his emotions, nor his intellect, makes him right in God's sight. We are placed in right relationship with God only through Jesus Christ. Paul is the writer of both the books of Romans and Galatians. We all remember the apostle Paul by the way he described himself. I am a Jew from Tarsus. Of the tribe of Benjamin, Paul said, a Hebrew. Then Paul went on and wrote a Roman citizen from birth, only meaning he was born in Rome, taught at the feet of Gamaliel. Yet Paul had persecuted the church before he met Jesus. His conversation experience is the one most shared. His conversion experience is the one most shared when speaking of a great transformation, for you see, Saul's name was Paul's name was Saul before he was converted. Jesus changed his name to Paul after the conversion experience. It was also a symbol of the transformation that Christ had made in Paul's life. Paul himself found liberty. In knowing Christ, Galatia was in the province of Rome, which is now, now called Turkey. So, Galatia is now called Turkey. When Paul established the church at Galatia, Judaizers came behind him and tried to impose other rules and regulations on the Galatians. These new expectations served to create a cage for the Galatians in that they were being locked in to the heavy burden of the do's and don'ts that Jesus did not intend for them to have. In Rome, Paul insisted on the equality of both Jews and Gentiles. The Christian church was controlled by the Gentile Christians who understood freedom through Christ and that they are now living under grace. However, when the Jews returned to Rome, they felt that their religion was being compromised. Consequently, Paul was trying to settle this dispute while ensuring that the Jews did not entrap the Gentiles in their beliefs of sin versus righteousness. His final stance on the matter was the same as it was for the Galatians, that Jesus died to free the world from slavery to sin. The new covenant which Jesus instituted allowed that man was no longer under the law, And that love and grace was now the order of the day. We Christians fall short in the area of grace because we don't allow others to have faults or shortcomings without condemning them to be a sinner. However, Jesus Christ's death and resurrection was to free us from the law of sin that leads to death. This is what the scripture said. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead. Giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is a whole other teaching that Sister Cheryl will take us through as we start the study of the Pauline epistles in the Bible study next week. So for those of you who are not yet coming to, to Bible study, here is your personal invitation. Please join us as we begin a study of the life to the, of life of the early church and the teachings of the Apostle Paul after his conversion and appointment by Jesus himself. That's when Paul went to the, throughout the Asia Minor, carrying, spreading the good news of salvation through faith in Christ and establishing churches. Paul warned that when we are slaves to sin, we act like birds in a cage with no way out. Jesus provided that way out by setting man free through his death, burial, and resurrection. Still, the blessing of our freedoms today are being challenged. Freedom to vote without having my vote or your vote eliminated, not counted, or given to the wrong candidate is challenged. Freedom to thought of thought. To be able to think my own thoughts, form my own opinions, speak my own words. Who would have ever thought that our own thoughts would be challenged? And then freedom to my own body, to be free of the implantation of nanotechnology and other toxins like those found in vaccines. Those are all challenges to our freedoms. The pericope for today describes freedom in the life of a Christian where the spirit of the Lord resides. We are not enticed by the ways of this world. We endeavor to live according to the word of God. That doesn't mean that we don't miss the mark. The apostle Paul tells us in the book of Romans that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It does mean that we accept as it does. It does mean that we do. We accept as right. The 10 commandments. Therefore we do not kill that includes an in abortions, partial birth at birth, or otherwise we choose to offer our affections to the opposite sex. Even though today's television commercials invite us to live against the word of God. God said that witchcraft is wrong. So to me, Harry Potter and that movie series or the television series, Twilight, which is about vampires, do not attract my attention. Now, I didn't realize that watching Barnabas Collins and Dark Shadows in the 60s was wrong. But when I learned better, I did better. The idea of these visual stimulus is to sabotage or to subtly change your ideas about right and wrong. Before you know it, we would have given up the right and accepted the wrong as the way to live. We are taught in God's word that evil communications corrupt good manners. Even through the television, y'all, all those subtle suggestions, subliminal messages that are, are being sent through the television what they call it the television now is something that we really have to be careful about we become what consumes us better yet one of my favorite scriptures found in second corinthians three eighteen, the paraphrase as we look into the mirror of the word we are changed from glory to glory into the image of jesus christ And that's how we find freedom. But when we look into the image of the television or some of the movies that are out or listen to some of this hard music that is out, all of the suggestions that come at us, we are also being changed. And it's not from glory to glory. In fact, there's no light in it at all. We're being reduced. From the free Christian, even if we were in a cage, to the caged bird, though it looks like they're experiencing freedom. I heard a pastor tell how his work did not want the employees to be singing or even humming while in the workplace. He told us that their demands did not bother him because though he could not even hum a song, he said every now and then he'd wave his hand. He throw his arm up in the air and say, come on by here, Jesus. Come on by here, Lord. And that may be what we will have to do at some time in the not too distant future. Because all of these subtle ways in which challenges to our liberty is, has taken up roots in these United States of America. All of the sudden, changes that could happen in any country around us including the ukraine y'all our liberties are in danger democracy could change quickly to something less than what we understand or what we live this week i found an article online about the cage that christian organizations were being forced into on the campus of actually my former employer. In fact, they were not going to be allowed to have formal meetings on campus at all as long as being a Christian was one of the requirements. I I think this act became a form a formal event about 19 to about 2016. But all the way back to 2007, they were changing in their attitudes towards Christians, y'all. That's what I want you to know about how subtle it is, how subtle it creeps across a border and creeps across a state line and creeps into a county, into a town. And now it has crept upon a college campus. Consequently, liberty is having freedom within, even when oppression and oppressive restrictions are imposed by challenges to the, to the way that one lives. What that organization did was they met off campus. They left their requirements intact. Only Christians could hold offices in that organization because what that university was trying to do was to open it up so that a Wiccan could come in and, and run for office. And bring in Satanism, but that those young people stood their ground. They knew that they would, didn't have to get in the cage that, door that was open for them. They stayed in a place of freedom by refusing, because you see, being a part of the organization that was rep, that was recognized by the university, they could have their meetings on campus, they would get funding. They would get a place to meet. You see, they had what looked like freedom, but they would have to walk into the cage and allow a Wiccan, a Satanist to hold office in their Christian organization. And they just said, no, thank you. We'll take our cage someplace else and meet. When the spirit is with you, when your temple is his home, You can praise God in any situation and anywhere you might find yourself, even in a cage, like a bird. Maya Angelou told us of the freedom felt by a free bird who could leap in the air and float in the current. In today's world, when the powers of darkness seems to threaten the light more and more, those who follow darkness seem to be the free bird but a cage bird, she wrote, stalks around his narrow cage, hardly able to see through the bars. So the bird feels angry and rage. Don't we feel like that sometimes as we're trying to experience our freedom as promised by the constitution and the bill of rights. And yet, because of some program that we knew nothing about. Some program that our tax dollars is funding. We end up being enticed to stay in our home, to not go out in public. Don't go to a movie. Don't go to dinner. Don't go to work. I've known people that lost their jobs because they were made to be afraid to leave the house, just like a caged bird. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied. So he opens his throat to sing. One of the ways to get out of any prison that man wants to put you in is to open your mouth and praise your God. For the Bible tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. And I was told by another evangelist that meant he comes and sits down in the middle of your mess. And when God arrives on the scene, when his glory comes, his manifested presence comes, guess what? Those demons flee. Remember, I've already told you, if you pleading the blood, you're praying the name of Jesus, you're speaking the word of God and nothing's happening. You're not dealing with a demon. You're dealing with a man who walks on two legs and he has a free will. God won't cross him. He won't make him do right. But he can make him uncomfortable enough to get out of our way. The caged bird has fear of the unknown, but still has the courage to sing of freedom. The free bird calling the sky his own thinks of the breeze and the trade winds blowing through the trees and the fat worms waiting on the lawn. See, the free bird doesn't have to wait on anyone to bring him anything. He just go get it himself. But a caged bird have dreams that may never be fulfilled and screams from the nightmare of being caged. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied. So guess what he does? He opens his mouth and sings. If you don't believe that the presence of the Spirit of God will chase your fears away, Begin to just hum a song. Sometimes people think I can't sing. You know what? God does not have sound t- checks. He didn't say you even had to sing on key. He just wants a joyful noise. Listen, I can make a joyful noise. Some of y'all might ask me to be quiet, but God will never tell me to stop giving him praise. So open your mouth and sing. The last line says, he might be off key and horse, but the distant hill for the caged bird sings of freedom. We who determined to follow the light that shines in the face of Jesus find ourselves like a bird in a cage. Yet we have learned to allow our song to bring us closer to God through the presence of the Holy spirit. The whole world can now feel the bars of a cage as COVID-19 became a global pandemic. Do you ever feel like a caged bird until the remembrance of the presence of God in your life takes over the anguish, frustrations, and even sometimes the hatred and you're brought back to a position of praise. See, you may, you may get down for a minute, but you don't have to stay down. I'm telling you, just the harm of a free song will bring you out. This world of surveillance and ever declining freedoms have the propensity to make one feel just like a bird in a cage. You can't get away is the message of cameras, satellites, neural implants, GPS chips, and now graphene and implants are reported to be in the COVID vaccine. Our brain and bodies can be invaded by this kind of electronic technology, but like the caged bird, we can still open our mouths and sing. Paul and Silas must have sang some songs like these when they were in a literal cage called a Roman jail. Both men had been beaten and thrown in jail, but the scripture tells us that they didn't moan, oh, poor me. They sang and prayed. Maybe the prisoners who did not know the liberty that the Spirit brings heard Paul and Silas singing. Praise him. Praise him. Jesus, blessed Savior, he's worthy to be saved. Whatever the song, their praises reached heaven. And at midnight, the word says the jail shook and everyone's chains fell off and everyone in the jail went free. You don't know when your song is just the key to open the the door for a, a cage that holds a lot of birds. Paul told us many times that he was like a bird in a cage all because he would not sin against the one who had freed him from the sin that would certainly lead to his death. Instead, Jesus sent him to the very ones he had persecuted to bring them the good news of freedom. Jeremiah and Habakkuk could tell us how it felt to them to be like birds in cages during Babylonian captivity. One was in Jerusalem and the other in Babylon. However, neither man was free. Neither man was free. How do we get that liberty that only comes by the Spirit? the kind of freedom that allows us to soar when our wings are clipped and our feet are tied. It comes from beholding the Lord. It comes from seeking after God until you find him. It comes from humming even if you don't know the words to the song until you feel the spirit of the Lord stirring way down on the inside. For those who do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, it takes acceptance of an invitation to join the family of God through Jesus Christ. The door to God's kingdom, once you accept the free gift, the Holy Spirit becomes your helper. When the temptation to sin comes your way, your helper whispers, you don't want to do that. He helps you to change, to turn from that sin that wants to keep you entrapped. And ensnared. Why does the cage bird sing? How can we keep singing and praying and praising God in the midst of the invisible bars that threaten to clip our wings and our feet and tie our feet? We can look up to heaven and declare as Job, for I know that my Redeemer lives, and in the end he will stand up on the earth. Now I remember the song as I was working on the message. It was a song in which a preacher told a story before the choir began to sing. I couldn't find the lyrics to it anywhere. And so I was just kind of forced to sit down and and write out or type out the words to this song. And I'm gonna close the message with this last part of it. But the beginning, at the beginning, the. The uh, preacher told about the story about a little boy who had caught a lot of birds in a cage. And he says, a, a man walked up to him and asked the little boy, what was he going to do with those birds? And the little boy, boy said, I'm going to play with them. And I'm going to taunt them. And then I'm going to take them out and kill them. And so he said, the, the man had a heart full of compassion. He says, how much would you take for that cage of birds? And the little boy says, oh, they're not worth nothing." He says, but how much would you take for them? And the little boy made a deal with him, took a dollar for each bird, gave the man the cage. The little boy went off to spend the money. The man with the cage set the birds free. And then he came down to this part. He says, picture with me maybe 2,000 years ago, Satan met Jesus and Jesus asked Satan, say, Satan, what do you have there? He said, I've got a world full of sinners. What you gonna do with them? Jesus asked him. Oh, I'm just gonna play with them. I'm gonna tease them, fill them full of the world, and I'm gonna kill them. The preacher said Jesus' heart was touched with love and compassion, so he said, "What would you take for them, Satan?" He said they're no good. You've got a lot of liars, adulterers, people that that's perverted, whoremongers. They ain't no good, I tell you. What's your price, Jesus said. All right, says the devil. If you want them, the price is going to be high. It's going to take your sweat. It's going to take your giving up. Your omnipresence is going to take your very life. Jesus said to that devil, you made a deal, Satan. Nearly 2,000 years ago, he took his cross on the outskirts of Jerusalem on a hill called Mount Calvary. He's saying to you and to me, I paid the price. I was wounded in my side for your evil thoughts, wounded in my hand for your evil touch, wounded in my feet for your evil walk, wounded in my side for that inordinate affection called lust, bled in my mouth for your evil talk. Jesus says to you and to me tonight, I paid the price for your freedom, for the blessing of your freedom. Jesus died. Amen.